Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Yeah. 
you give Jesus a shout of praise? Hallelujah. God is working something in your life. I said God is working something in your life. If you believe it, say amen. Say a louder amen. Wonderful. Let us pray. Father, thanks a million for this chance in your presence. For this few moments that we have. Speak to us in a way that will understand. Help us in our walk with you. Mighty Spirit of God, speak to us. Open our eyes. Let us behold wondrous things in your word. In the name of Jesus. We give you praise and glory in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. You may be seated in the presence of God. Hallelujah. I'm not you excited to be in church. Wow. Put your hands together for the Lord. Now, a few things you must learn if you are going to come to church. One, you have to learn how to say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. Jimbu, I'm talking to you. You have to learn how to say amen. Say amen. amen. Wonderful. That's church. Do you get this? If you are going to watch soccer, you have to learn how to shout go. Do you see? You see, like the way Liverpool won yesterday. You shout go. Do you get it? Yeah, that's how it is. So, in church also, you have to learn to say amen. Okay, you have to learn to clap your hands. So clap your hands for the Lord. All right. And then the other thing is that you have to learn the songs. Okay, you have to learn the songs. You have to learn the songs so that you can be part of the church. Amen. amen. Say a nice amen. amen. Great. Today I'm excited to be speaking to you. I've not preached to you in a while. So I'm excited to be in second service. You look like a well-fed church. The only thing is that you don't say amen. Yeah, yeah. I see first service, they say amen. They are very cheerful. Do you get eventually I have to choose a service to belong to? Yeah, so push. Uh-huh. <laughs> But I'm excited, I'm excited, I'm excited, I'm excited. I'm excited to see you all. <laughs> all right, and for a very short time, I'll be talking to you about why you must be a soul winner. Amen. Amen. Tell your neighbor the pastor is coming to preach to you. You in particular. Amen. So I'm coming to talk, say, preach to you reasons why you must be a soul winner, Kesafina. Reasons why you must be a soul winner. Amen. Now, I know you started last week your resident pastor for the second service. I'm sure he started with you. He gave you a few reasons. What are some of the reasons he gave you? Ah. Were you in church last week? Let's go to first service. Let's go to first service. It's an instruction from Jesus. Yeah, which is the great commandment which we have in Matthew chapter 28, you know, verse 18 to 20. Jesus said, go ye. Jesus said, all power has been given to me in heaven on earth. Go ye into the world and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe, to do all the things which I have commanded you. Lo, I'm with you to the end of the age. This is a very important instruction that Jesus himself gave. Amen. Amen. Boss, Sit up, okay. Boss, 
sit. Yeah, thank you very much. I went for an, no, sit properly. I'm serious. <laughs> I went for an interview one day for a job. And I was sitting just as the way you were sitting. And they decided because of the way I was sitting, they won't give me the job. Do, do you understand? Uh-huh. So you come to church, they say, oh, if you sit like that, it means you'll be lazy. You won't do the work. And then they, they, they sacked me. Many years ago. Hey, I will. <laughs> what a shock. You are here and they are not saying amen. <laughs> I'm surprised. What? And they sacked me. They, they, they didn't give me the job. Yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> Look, they put me on a train. You know, they took us to a, like, if we are here, they, they took us to a journey two hours away on a coach, first class train to a place. They put me back on a first class train back to London. Yeah, because I was sitting like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you never know what people are looking out for. You always have to be alert. See, man, so you learn so many things. Okay, I'm not scolding him. I'm just, it has brought itself. So I'm teaching all of us. So maybe when you go for an interview, maybe there's a way you should dress. There's a way you should sit. Oh, be careful of all these things. You'll be surprised why they give their job to somebody. So it's an instruction. Jesus wants us to obey as Christians. Okay, amen. Second reason he gave you was what? Because we are called. Okay, I want to know where to start from. We are called. Bible says, Matthew 22, verse 40. The Bible says, many are called, but few are chosen. What are we called for? To the work of soul winning. What is soul winning? To tell the else that Jesus loves them. He came to die for them so that they can have eternal life. That, 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 that's what we have been called to do. So, if you are, now this call is not for pastors. This, this is it's not for pastors. Oh, this is for the pastor and his friends. No, it's for every single Christian. It's for every single Christian. If you identify with Christ, this call is for you. The first point, the instruction is also for you. If you identify with Christ. You see, today's world is about identification. Do you get it? You can be a poor man, then you identify as a rich man. Do you see? You can be a... Um, a, 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 a you know, whatever you identify as. Do, 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 do you understand? That's what today's world, new world order, that's what it is. What you identify as. Now, if you identify as a Christian, not a Sangoma, then this instruction is for you. That once you have experienced the love of God and you believe in the love of God, you must also tell somebody about it. Amen. Amen. So Jesus said, go into the world and tell all nations, tell everybody about this, this love. The same way we are called for this purpose. Did he give you another point? I just want to know where to start from. I'm warming up. So he gave you two points. We are created to do this work. Amen. Amen. Maybe let me start from there so I don't ask you any questions. You know, we don't like lecturers who ask a lot of questions. So let me just start from, let me assume that from here we are on the same page. Then we just go forward. Amen. Amen. Great. So we are created for this great work. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 2, we are reading from verse number 8. The Bible says that for by grace are you saved through faith. Not of works, but it's the free gift of God or it's the gift of God. Hallelujah. Please, Proverbs, um, Ephesians 
2. The Bible says, For by grace ye are ye saved through faith. So he said, God was being gracious to you. That's what led to your salvation. Not of yourself, not by anything that you did, but it is a gift from God. So God was being nice to us. When we are saved, it's not because maybe somebody did something good in our family or we are good people or we deserve to be saved. We are saved because God just decides that I want to be nice to you. I want to be to be gracious is to be nice. When, when we go to someone, the person was gracious. It means the person was polite. The person was pleasant. The person was nice to you. So it's like God was this. God decided I want to be nice to some people, and He saved you, and He saved myself. And because the, when God extended that hand to us, we believed it, and we came. He says it's through faith, through what you, because you believed it, you are saved. Because you believed it. How many times have you not come to church where a group of four bad boys, then they preach. Then only one of the four bad boys give their life to Christ. If it was the preacher or the preaching, everybody would be saved. But it's not that. God just decides, I want to show you some mercy. I want to be nice to you. I want to help you. So he saves you by grace, not by your works, not by anything you do, not by your contribution, not by it at all. And he says, why has he saved you, verse 10? He explains why he extended this grace to you and I. He says, for, the word for. When you see somebody write, for, it means because. Because, because we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus. God intentionally created us. He worked on us. We are his workmanship. The reason why he was gracious to us, the reason why he decided to be nice to us is because we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. Ladies, from today, if a brother tells you, were you created, were you crafted, you, ask, you should ask him, are you now reading the Bible? Because I was created. I'm surprised that you don't know that I was created. Yeah. You don't know. Oh, oh my God. I feel so hard. Did you not read it in the Bible? It's in the Bible that God intentionally, your nose, God created it that way. Your eyes, God, look. The greatest designer in the world is God Almighty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine? Look, look at where he has put your eyes. If he had put your eye one here, your eye on top of your ear, can you imagine one eye here, one eye here? How would you look like? But God took his time. He put the eye there and put a nose in the middle and put your lips there nicely, symmetric, and gave you some cheeks here and there so that it can, the cheeks can act as a silhouette for those eyes, nose, and mouth. Hey! Master designer! Yeah, we had a song. You are designers, original. Then, then what? You are one of a kind. Created by the master. With one purpose in his mind. To be what? To be a showcase of his glory. So the whole world will see. A reflection of his beauty. That shines through you and me. You were created by a designer. Original. You are, no, you are one of a kind. Your type will not exist again. After you are gone from this earth. Yeah, original. Original. Not, not from gone. Original. Yeah. Those of you who don't feel confident about yourself. Come on, rise up and feel confident. Because you are designers original. Hey. Ah. 
Some of you, until you wear label clothes, you don't feel good. Look, me, I feel good all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I am the one that they saw, then they played that song. I feel good. It's me, I am the one. Yes. Because the Bible says so. The Bible says so. Why were you made in this original form, original thing with such beauty and everything? It says, unto Christ Jesus, unto good works. There are good works God wants you to do. Good works. My dear, what's your name? Namtando. Nolutando. Look, there are works that God wants you to do, Nolutando. There are works that God wants you to do. He created you specially for it. Maybe you don't know it, but I'm telling you now. He created you for this work. Let us rise up and let's do. What is this work? This work is the work of soul winning. Telling somebody else that look, hey, sister, when I look at you, I see that you don't, you don't, you don't feel good. Look, God made you specially. He created you. And you are a designer's original. Like when you go to the shop and you see the brand name, Daniel Hatcher, um, what, what again? Mr. Price, Mrs. Price, all these things. When you see them, you too, God made you original. If we are to look, you will see God has put a label on you that you are made by God. Don't feel down. He sent his son Jesus, come and die for you. Designer's original. We are created for this work. So if this is why we have been made, then let's rise up and do it. Let's rise up and do it. Imagine you go to the shop and you go and buy a kettle. And the kettle comes home and says, I don't want to boil water. I don't want to boil water. Meanwhile, the reason why you bought the kettle was to boil water. Hey, or you buy an iron and the iron says, I don't want to iron clothes. I want to sit in the living room so that when visitors come, they look at me. Because I saw the other day, when the visitors came, they were looking at the television. I want to be where the television I don't want to iron. Imagine how it will feel like. Imagine how it will feel like. Iron, pressing iron. Iron, iron. Just make the clothes straight. Say no. I corner. I won't make any clothes straight. I want to be at it. I every visitor come, they look at the TV. Even you, when you come, me, you use me once a day. The TV, you are always there. The children always use the TV. Your friends, everybody. So me too. I want to be the TV. That is how many of us are responding to God. When he has made us to be so witness, to tell others about his love, to tell others about the good thing that has happened to us. We say, no, 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 no. All we want to do is that we want to dance. And if he said it, surely he meant it. And if he meant it, surely he would do, do, do. That's all I want to do, God. This way and be dancing. Ah! Ah! Meanwhile, he made you primarily to be a soul winner. You say you want to be dancing. And he will do, 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 do. God is working. Hey! Stop it. Stop it. Rise up and become a soul winner. Amen. Amen. Number four. This was just to come up to speed with you. Number four. Soul winning. We must become soul winners because soul winning generates great joy and energizes Christians. Great joy and energizes Christians. It generates great joy 
and it energizes Christians. Luke chapter 10, we are reading verse 1 through 3 to 17. It says that, and these things, rather sit there so that if it brings itself, you don't have to come back from far. After these things, the Lord appointed 70 also and sent them two by two before the face into every city and place, whither he himself will come. Therefore, said he unto them, the harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Pray ye the Lord of the harvest that he will send laborers into the vineyard. Go your way, behold, I send you as lambs amongst wolves. He sent them out. To go and do evangelism. Just as I am talking to you today to become soul winners. Jesus sent them out to become soul winners. To tell other people about him. To tell other people that, look, only Jesus can forgive your sins. Send them out like that. Verse 17. When they went out and they came back, listen to what they said. It says, and the 70 returned again with joy. With joy. When they came back, after they had won souls, they became excited. When they came, they came when they, told, they, were, they were boasting to Jesus that even devils were subject to us in your name. When we were, we were casting out demons, I mean, there were so many, they had so many stories to tell of the wonderful experience they had had. They were all excited. They were all very happy when they came back after soul. Look, when you become a soul winner, you become happy. Because when you see one soul, after you have become a born again, now you have witness to one person, person, I want to save God. Look, I want to love Jesus like the way you also love Jesus. This is your new Jesus you have found. I also would like to love him. You will become excited. And immediately joy will come in your heart. Some of you will enjoy the church better if you were to become so witness. Yeah. Either to the church is something that somebody comes to call you for, you come and you sit in it. Even throughout the, as you are in there, you are not sure even why you are. But if you were to rise up and become a soul winner, you will start to understand properly what, what this whole thing is about. You start to, you start to enjoy it. You start to be happy. You start, even when pastor is preaching, you become happy. Because you hear some verse, uh-huh, I got one new verse that I'm going to use for this mind. So winning adventure. But either too, you don't use the preaching for anything. So even listening to it is a chore and a bother. Because what am I going to do with it? What am I going to do with it? Oh, I'm just waiting. When he tells a story, he's going to tell one story very soon. Then when you tell a story, I will laugh. Yes, the stories are good. They are supposed to help you to enjoy the preaching. And to understand it better. Thank you, Pastor Man of God. Yeah. If you were to rise up, look, you, we all need to, we, we, look, even the sorrows of our lives, they will begin to fall off when we start concentrating on soul winning and start winning other people for the Lord. We start to go down. Sometimes you think you have problems more than the whole world. Until you reach out to other people, then you see the other, your problems were minor problems. Minor problems. I mean, you smoke that on Fridays. You say you are curing coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah, you smoked that on Fridays. Because you saw a pastor had written on Facebook that cocaine, heroin, they, they can cure all these things. They, they have, God created them for us. God bless you. But there are other people with more problems. Have you seen that preaching? You have not. I'm surprised. You are not a good Christian at all. 
Yeah, I don't know where you were born. Where did you get born again? Yeah, the cocaine, all these is brothers. Therefore, I mean, the people already, they are high. Then you come and tell them that cocaine. <laughs> ah, which service do I have UKZN girls? First service, eh? Okay, they won't talk about them in this service. No, it's unfortunate. They are gone. I won't talk about them. I don't like to gossip. I would like to talk about them when they are here. <laughs> yeah, they're already high. They are as high as a high school. You are coming to tell them that cocaine cures. Okay. <laughs> so your problems, if you look at other, you see other people have worse problems. In the first service, I, was t- I told them two different problems. You have not heard of a problem like that before. Should I tell you? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Do you really want to know? Okay, then clap your hands for Jesus. I'll tell you. If you clap, I'll tell you. I don't know which one to tell you, but. Okay, let me tell you the second one first. A, a, a pastor, a pastor and his wife, a certain pastor and his wife, they have three children. So they, 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 they live, I think, they live in these high-rise buildings. Then one day, the wife went off. He went Pambana. Do you get it? No, don't laugh. Everybody, every one of us has a little. Sometimes even you can see from the colors you wear that there's, there's something small. It's not a lot. Yeah, it's not a How many of you? Did color blocking? A pink code is that you? Oh, okay. Color block. Come and see me after service. Color. How many of you did color blocking? Oh, say the truth. You're also liars in addition to it. Uh huh. So when you look at color blocking, it should tell you that something, something in right, something in right, something in right. You get a little, but this one, her lot, her own was a lot. So the day it came, she took one of the children and she threw her out of the thing, 10th floor, threw, her, threw the child out shoom, to the ground, boom, dead. Then she, you say mercy. <laughs> you see that your problem is a small problem. I mean, the guy was supposed to call, he didn't call. And because that you have cried one week, people have serious problems. One phone call. Why don't you take another phone and just call your phone and be happy? One phone call, you are crying one week. He threw it out. Then he grabbed the second, she grabbed the second child and threw her also out. So when the first child saw it, he said, what? I can't die a foolish death. Then he ran away. When the police and everything came, they realized that, oh, MP. Mental problems. He was having mental. He had pambana, so no problem. So they took her to the hospital. Five years later, now she was okay. The doctor said, "It's okay." Yeah, the doctor said, "Oh, she's fine." Cried. Oh, now dear, ah, they have cured everything. Because when she first came, when you tell her to count one to hundred, when she counts. One, two, three, and she gets nine, ten, eleven. When she gets to thirteen, she'll just be stuck there. Thirteen, 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 thirteen. Should I tell you another story? Then I come and continue the story. 
okay, so I'm going to some, sorry, I'll come back to, remember me where I was, pre- just press pause here and come back. There was a certain mental hospital and there was this particular mad person who was in a cubicle. Every time you can hear him saying 13, 13, 13, 13. Then, ah, everybody didn't know why. So one doctor came and said, ah, why is this guy always sitting in the corner saying 13, 13? So, no, no, there was a hole to peep into the guy's cubicle. So, this doctor was going to check why he's always saying 13. So, he put his eye to look through the hole. No, no, the guy was holding a stick there. He poked his eye. Pew, 14, 14, 14, 14, 14, 14. So that, that, that's, this is an ad break. Back to my story. So this, this one, five years later, the doctor says she's fine. She doesn't have any problem again. She can come home. Hey! Now this pastor is one child that is left. Do they bring this lady back to the house or what? Yeah, so you will say you have a problem. I mean, he doesn't love you anymore. You, this is your problem. People have wilder problems, wilder problems. So when you get involved in people's life, even the things that about you that make you sad, you see, you, you begin to you realize that they are just childish things. Wake up and sit up. And then you focus on other people. And when you see somebody you are preaching to, you are talking to, when you see the person changing, the joy that comes to you, oh, you can't compare it to anybody. You can't compare it to anything. As a pastor, people have broken my heart so many times. If you don't want your heart to be broken, then don't become a pastor. Yeah, church members will break your heart until you don't have a heart anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they'll break it so many times. Sometimes you are helping them. Then they'll turn you into the problem. Yeah, you are helping. You are just helping them. They'll turn you into the problem. Do you know that my church members, they blame me for COVID-19? That I brought COVID-19. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, I mean, they go to school. They don't pass their exam. They blame the pastor. One guy. What time do we close this church so that I don't talk? Later? <laughs> My stories are too many. One, 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 one guy. <laughs> he, he, he had gone to fornicate in the church. Then the pastors called him to discipline him. As they were talking to him, he said, look, even me, the church, I have stopped. I've just not told you. So the pastors asked the, ah, why have you stopped the church? He said, oh, the teachings of the church are not good. So how do you say that the teaching of the church? So if the teachings were good, would I have gone to fornicate? <laughs> so it's like it's the teaching of the church. That's why he has gone to fornicate. That's why you say he has stopped the church. Yeah. So church members, even when you are helping, they would make it your fault. Yeah, your if you have, your heart to be broken. I mean, I've gone to buy a fiber fiber hat or rubber. So when you break it, does it because it's plastic? It doesn't break it to just bend down like this thing. Then one person changes, then he straightens up. Yeah. 
straightens up. Joy fills the heart, then it straightens up. Yeah, straightens up. And the Bible says in Luke chapter 15, verse 7, it says, When one soul gets born again, there's so much joy in heaven, so much excitement. Let, let's read it. Luke 15, Luke 15. Luke 15, let's look maybe 7 or 17, one of them. No, Luke 15. If it's not in your Bible, let me find it in my Bible. Luke 15, 7. It says, yeah. And I say unto you, likewise, that likewise, joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repents. No more than even over the 99 just persons who need no repentance. One person repents. When one soul is won, there's a lot of joy in heaven. This is another reason why you and I must become soul winners and you and I must support soul winning. Hallelujah. We must support it. That through you, somebody comes to Jesus. Hey, pastor, I don't know how to win a soul. Just tell them how Jesus loved you. Just tell them how Jesus loved you. Gave his life for you. Shed his blood for you. That's all. I don't know why Jesus loved me. I don't know why he cared. I don't know why he sacrificed his life. But I'm glad. I'm so glad he did. That's it. Even the songs we know how to say, they are all preaching messages to people. It says what? I don't know why Jesus loved me. I don't know why he cared. And then what? I don't know why he sacrificed his life. Oh, but I'm glad. So glad he where would I be if Jesus didn't love me? Where would you be, my brother, my sister? Where would you be if Jesus didn't care? Which of you is singing? Please, I want to be sure. Where would I be if he didn't sacrifice his life? Oh, but I'm glad, so glad he did. Where, where would you be? So, so look, I'm glad Jesus loved me. He sacrificed his life for me. He gave his life for me. Who else will give his life for me? Tell me who else will give his life for me. Then you, you, are, you have started preaching. So he said, nobody loves you to the extent where they will give their life for you. The Bible says, pay adventure for a righteous man. One will dare to die. But nobody will die for you. Nobody. Your mother loves you. It's true. Your brother loves you. It's true. Your sister loves you. But none of them will die for you. None of them will die for you. Only Jesus will die for you. Only. I said, pay, pay adventure. The Bible says, scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet pay adventure for a good man. Somebody would, would dare to die. He says, if, if so, look, will you die? What, what's your name again? Zizipo. Good. Zizipo Nolutando. If, if Nelson Mandela was here and they said, look, we are going to shoot him. And he said, would you like to be shot for Nelson Mandela? You, oh, even here, she says, never. Ne- Utata, you, you won't be shot for Utata. Ne- Madiba. What's his name again? Rollins. Rollins. You won't die for Holy He said, no. But you will find some of these diehard Julius Malema type of people who say, we will die for him. I will die for him. I will die for him. I'll die for Zuma. Yeah, then after that, pay back the money. So it says, when 
you meet a righteous man, somebody may go there. I will die. I will die. To dare to die is to say, I will die. I will die. But when the time comes to be to die or to be died, ah, to be died for him, you will see that people will say no. I told the first service a story of a woman whose husband died and she was crying. Oh Lord, I will, I will go with him. I was crying, 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 causing a mess. I would die. I will go with him. So when they went to bury the one, she was still crying. The husband, they put him in the grave. They lowered him. She was, no, leave me. Leave people were cooling her down. Please, it's okay. Sorry, sorry. Tula, baba. Tula, mama. Tula, tula, mama. She said, no, 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 no. Then after a while, they just left her. Then as she was standing there, somebody pushed her. Hey! I thought you said you would go with him. Yeah. So for a right, scarcely will somebody die for you. But Jesus died for us. Bible says God demonstrated his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Let us rise up, church of God, and become dogged soul winners. Dogged soul winners. Now, a dogged soul winner is not a dog. Before you go on Facebook and you start saying, when we went to church, the pastor called us dogs. A dogged, to be dogged. What does it mean to be dogged? You must have a dictionary at the back, please. To be dogged means to be persistent in effort. Stubbornly tenacious. Somebody who doesn't give up. That's that somebody who's dogged. Some of you were dogged girls chases. Yeah. Dogged. You don't give up. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you don't knock her out, you won't give up. Some of you ladies too are dogged men chasers. Dogged. Mm, dogged. Some of you are dogged drink drunkards. Dogged. If you are not drunk, you, are, you, can, you won't get up. Yeah, 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 yeah. You won't get up. No, you won't get up. You sit there until you are drunk. In fact, the only time you get up is you are drunk, so you lose control of yourself. Then you, 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 they drag you home. They carry you home. Even when you sleep, you see your lips are... Having or showing tenacity and persistence, you don't give up. Let us also run and become people who don't give up until a soul is won. Until somebody changes and says, from today I identify with Jesus Christ. I identify with Jesus Christ from today until dogged, tenacious. Why? Because people are dying and going to hell. I finish with this point. People are dying and going to hell. Luke chapter 16, the Bible says, There was a certain rich man, which was clothed in purple and fine linen, who fed sumptuously from his table. Luke, Luke 16, 19. And there was a poor beggar named Lazarus at his gate, full of sores, desiring to be fed from the meat that fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and they licked his sores. Oh, yeah, the Bible tells us there was a certain rich man one day, and he had a neighbor. This neighbor was a poor beggar. And this beggar was at his gate. And all the beggar could eat was the rich man's leftover. And the dogs were fighting with him. If you are a human being that you like leftover, dogs don't like you. 
Because that's what dogs get to eat. But the Bible says, and it came to pass that the poor man died and carried by angels and went into Abraham's bosom. But the rich man also died. Because the Bible says it is appointed unto man once to die after that judgment. Everybody will die one day. After that, we all go and face the judgment of God. So the Bible says, and the rich man also died and he was buried. But when the rich man died and was buried, the next day, and in hell, look at it up there, and in hell, he lifted up his, as soon as he died, he arrived in hell. Whether he used SAA, Shosholoza, or Haltre, he died and arrived straight in hell. And he lifted up his eyes, being in torment, he was tormented in hell, being in torment, and seared for the Abraham and Lazarus in his bosom. He cried to Father Abraham, verse 24, and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger to cool my tongue, for I'm tormented in this field. People are dying and going to hell. There's a place called hell. If you die, you don't know Jesus. You will go to hell. Surprisingly, this rich man, this rich man and this Lazarus guy, they were neighbors. They knew each other. They knew each other. Some of the people we know will go to hell if we don't reach out to them. If we don't reach out to them, they will go to hell. Your siblings, your family members, your friends, your classmates, they will go to hell if you don't rise up and become a soul winner and talk to them about this impending danger. Call hell. If we don't rise up. If we don't rise up. If we don't rise up. And talk to your colleagues at work. If you don't rise up and talk to your family members. If you don't rise up and talk to your friends. They will die and they will go to hell. And when they go to hell. They will see you in heaven. And they will blame you. Yeah they will blame you. They will blame you. They will blame you and I. Some of your friends will be surprised. When they see you in heaven. And they will hate you. Say yeah. I knew you. You were my neighbor. We're in the same class. We worked at the same place. We lived in the same area. You never told me about Jesus. You never told me that if I die, I will go to hell. You just watched me fooling around in the whole area and misbehaving. And today I've ended up in hell. I'm sure that's what this rich man was looking at Lazarus. Say, hey, Lazarus, you have eaten my food. And now you have gone to heaven. And I have gone to hell. Let us rise up or else these people will die. It's not enough for you to come and give your life to Jesus. Your neighbor must also hear about Jesus from you. From you. From you. People are, that's why we have to rise up. Young men, young ladies, young old men, old ladies. I mean, I don't see any old man here. Yeah, I don't see any old lady here. I mean, we are all young in a way. Hey, Pastor, do you know my age? I'm very old. Look. If you were in the Bible, don't now be doing your baby dedication. Abraham, Abraham and Co. They were nine. They were, look, Noah and Co. They were seven hundred and something. No, yeah. Let's rise up, become so. Look at what he said. Let's go. He said he told him. Look, when Abraham, when when Abraham told him, look, once you go to hell, it's it's, it's lockdown. The level five lockdown. Nobody's going anywhere. You cannot move from hell to heaven. Neither can anybody even help you. When in heaven, you can't help anybody in hell. He said he he didn't even ask for a bottle, he just asked for a drop of water. They told him, No, 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 nobody can. There's a war, there's a great war between us and you. Nobody can move from here to where you are, neither can anybody move from where you are to where, where we are. 
Nobody will escape. There's no escape in, in hell. No. No, there's no escape. Nobody can escape. Michael Schofield, he can't break out. Yeah. Cannot break out. Even Michael Schofield, he cannot break out. Once you go to hell, that's the end of it. So when he saw that his case was condemned, he said to, he said to Abraham, please send Lazarus. I have five brothers. I have five brothers. I have five brothers on earth. They are also living the same way that I was living. And I'm very sure they are coming to hell. Send Nolotando to go and warn them. Abraham said, you know, then it doesn't work like that. We can't even send somebody from here to them. They have you, the people who are on earth, to listen to. See, I mean, think about it. If I say, what did you say your name was? Zizipo. If I were to tell you that yesterday this girl was dead, I raised her from the dead, you won't even believe it. You see the way she's taking it? That she was dead, and I laid my hands on her, and I raised her from the dead. You will say, no, 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 it's not true. Never, never, it cannot be. It's not true. So how much more if somebody comes from the dead to come and tell you that there's heaven? You won't even believe. Maybe some of you, some of the people who have died and gone, you owe them. When you see them, you run away. You run away. You won't even listen to them. You run away. I mean, a Mashonisa in your area has died. People don't want him to come back from the dead. Yeah. This is the reason why when I go to France, I don't raise people from the dead. Because... Usually, they have collected the insurance money and they have eaten it already. If I raise the person from the dead, a new problem will start in the area. So you just leave the person. Oh, la, 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 la. Go on, go on. Yeah, because they've used the money, they painted the house. Some people have bought new cars, everything. Now I'm coming to raise this person and cause insurance problems. No. So Abraham told him, look, they have all of you. If somebody comes from the dead, they won't listen. Let them listen to the people who are around. God is depending on you and I to tell other people that Jesus loves them. God loved them so much. He sent his son to come and die for them, to save them. Let us not disappoint God. Second service, let us not disappoint the Lord. Let us not disappoint the Lord. Let us not disappoint the Lord. Let's become so winners. Some people will tell others about Jesus. That once you meet me, you will hear about Jesus. Whether you like it or not, you will hear it. Whether you believe it or not, that's a different but also hearing. The, the believing depends on you, but the hearing depends on me. The one that depends on me, I will do it. You will hear. Everybody will hear about Jesus. Hear about Jesus. Look, many years ago, I mean, teenager, got him born again. Look, there was a particular spot. I used to stand with my friends who preach to everybody who comes there. And I would preach out me and say, oh, you preached to me last week. I say, ah, you are lucky. Next week, I'll catch you again. Stand the same time, five, between five and seven, because that's when people close from work and they preach to everybody who pass by that, that, that alley. Preach to them. Uh, now when you say, oh, you preach to me. Oh, don't you remember me? You preached to me uh, last two weeks. You don't remember. Ah, that's all. Okay, no problem. What did I say? So Jesus, uh uh-huh, that's what I meant. God bless you. You may go the next person. Next, like that. Let it be your plan that nobody in your class will be there and never hear about Jesus. When they know you. Of your best friends. You have not even told about Jesus. But one day, people are going to go to hell. Church of God, my time is up and beyond. Stand to your feet. Let's bring the service to a close.
It's not me, it's the time. It's the time. It's the time. As for matter, my heart is full of matter. But I want you to pray for yourself for a moment or two and say, Lord, I give myself to you. Use me to be a soul winner. Use me to bring somebody to Jesus. Lord, I don't even know how to do it or what to say, but use me. Use me, use me, use me, use me. Just speak to God. This is how to pray. You just talk to God. Father, use me. Dear Lord Jesus, use me. Make me a soul winner. Make me a soul winner. Make me a soul. Repeat these words with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus. Say it with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I surrender to you. Use me. Make me a soul winner. Let somebody believe in Jesus because of me. Use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for this opportunity. Father, we bless you. We give you glory. We give you praise. Lord, I pray for this congregation. Make us dogged soul winners. Soul winners, fill us with the burden for the lost as a church. In the name of Jesus. We give you glory. We give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Say a nicer amen. Now, I want to pray with you. You cannot be a soul winner when you yourself don't know Jesus. A soul winner is a witness. A witness is somebody who has seen something. You cannot witness about anything that you have not seen. You cannot witness about the love of God when you have not experienced the love of God. You cannot witness about the saving power of Jesus when you have not witnessed the saving power of Jesus. So this morning, I want to give you an opportunity to ask Jesus to come into your heart to be your Lord and be your Savior so that that love can reach you. Then you can tell others about it. Then you can tell others about it. So you are here this morning and say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. Every eye closed, please. Every head bow for just a moment. Close your eyes with me, please. Just for a moment. Let's give privacy to each other. Close your eyes with me. I want to pray with you. I want to ask Jesus to come into your heart to be your Lord and your Savior. You are here like that. I want you to quietly lift up your right hand where you are. I'll pray with you. Pastor, please pray with me. Close your eyes, please. And just lift up your right. Even if you are lifting your hand, close your eyes. Close your eyes. Give privacy to your neighbor. Lift up your right hand and say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to welcome Jesus into my heart to be my Lord and be my savior. Please pray with me. Please pray with me. Please pray. If your hand is up, I want you to come to me in the front. I'll pray with you. Lift it up your hand. Zizi Poenko, come to me. Come to me. I'll pray with you. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Somebody encourage, encourage the brother by you to come. Come to me. Come to me, brother. Come. Don't be shy. Come. Come. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Don't be shy. Come on to Jesus. Give him your life today. This way. If you are here, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Open your eyes.
eyes, look at me, and let's pray together. It's your prayer, but I'm going to help you to pray. I've prayed this prayer before. Many years ago, a pastor preached. He said, how many of you want to give your life to Jesus? I lifted up my hand, just like what you have done. He said, come to the front. I came just as you, you have come. That's why I said, don't be shy. Before, everybody behind you, most of them have done this thing before. Yeah, this is the entry door. You can't come in another way. You can only come through the door. Anywhere you come in, you are a thief. So pray this prayer with me. I'm going to help you to pray. And pray this prayer. And say, dear Lord Jesus, I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. Lord Jesus, wash me with your blood. Let me be your child in the name of Jesus. Thank you for dying to save me. Amen. Wonderful. Father, thank you for these ones. Fill them with your spirit. Wash them with your blood. Use them to your glory. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Why don't you put your hands together for them? Wow. Wow. What's your name? Inga. Wow, you have a, your eyes are very bright and nice. Wow. You see these two ladies over there? They have something they want to give to you and then you will come back to your seat. Okay, can you do that for me? You can go with them, they give it to you and you come back to your seat, right? Alright, so please, please go with them. They'll just give it to you. Okay, clap for them and encourage them. It's not easy to be the star. Everybody's looking at you. No, it's not easy. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for everybody under the sound of my voice. As a church, make us into a soul winning church. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of God. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.